I think there's something in all of us that when you see a gift-wrapped present, that's a little redundant there, that something in you says, I wonder if that's for me. Now, if you're on this side of the auditorium, you don't know what I'm talking about. But if you're over here and towards the front, you can see this guy right here. So, whoa, yeah. Let's, uh, let's shut that off. All right. Very good. And uh, that shouldn't happen now. Very good. So we're going to take this. And uh, let me just make it clear. Nobody's getting this. Okay. So uh, I'm going to put this right here. And I think we even, let's see. Heather, you had a birthday this week. This isn't for you. I'm sorry. And Quinn, you had a birthday this week, and this isn't for you either, all right? And my dad's birthday is coming up this coming week. My mother-in-law's birthday is coming up this, this coming week. Anybody else in here had a birthday this past week or this coming week? Raise your hand. All righty. That's all you're getting. You're, this, is, this isn't for you, okay? Just so you know. So that is. Now, here's what I want you to remember and help me with this morning. And uh, my first message to walk around in a year and a half, I had to have an illustration that takes me across the platform, all right? So um, this is what I want you to, to, to remember and help me with for the next few minutes. This is a gift. So say that with me. This is a what? Gift. This is a what? Gift. Very important that you remember that, all right? Over here, we have something else. And I put it way far away. I thought about keeping it right on the left and the right of the platform, but I wanted you to see just how extremely different the one thing is from the other. If I can get this little tripod to work, there we go. And here's what the sign says. If you're in the back, you can't read it maybe, but if you're in the front, you can. It says, lost wallet, if found, call 555, just like every movie ever saw, 555. 3158. $100 reward. Okay? We're still getting a ring there. Let's see if we can uh, figure that out. There we go. $100 reward. So this is a reward. This is a what? Say it with me. This is a what? Reward. And just as nobody's getting that gift, don't call that number. Nobody's getting a reward, all right? I, I even, b- before I put that number on there, I put my own home number, and I thought, no, somebody's going to call it. So I decided to go with the 555, all right? So over there we have a what? Yeah. Gift. And over here we have a what? Reward. What is that over there? It's a? Yeah. And this over here is a what? Reward. Okay. Now, I understand, and one of the, one of the um, great failures of our culture at this time is that words mean nothing to us anymore. We confuse them, we misdefine them, we throw them around, and that has come back and will continue to come back and hurt us because words mean things. And it is very important that we are aware of what a word means and that we use it properly. And all we're going to do is take a few minutes this morning and emphasize the difference between a gift and a reward. A gift and a reward. For example... A gift cannot be paid for by the recipient. 
The moment that you give me one penny for this, it is no longer a gift. It ceases to be a gift. If I come to your birthday party, and we, I, I don't care if we sing the songs, I don't care if there's a cake there, if there's balloons there, if you give me one cent for this package, it is not a gift. A gift cannot be paid for by the recipient. Absolutely, positively, no payment can be given for a gift because if it is, if any payment is given for a gift, it's no longer a gift. Something else about a gift is that a gift cannot be earned. A gift cannot be earned. Once again, you say, Pastor, this is kind of simple. It's simple, but we have lost touch with the meaning of words, so we're, gonna, we're just going to stress today. A gift cannot be earned. Once again, if, if you come to my house and I say, I have a, I have a gift for you, and uh, I want a very special gift just because I love you, but if you want this gift, you're, you're going to have to rake my leaves. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Either it's a gift that I'm going to give you because I love you, or it's a reward that I give you for raking my leaves. It cannot be both. There is no mixture of gift and reward. It's one or the other. And so a gift cannot be paid for. A gift cannot be earned. You know, I know a guy one time, and he... I don't care what the guy did. If there was any earning of the thing received, it was not a gift. They might have called it a gift, but it was not a gift. The moment you do anything to earn it, it is no longer a gift. Something else about a gift. A gift is one hundred percent free to the recipient. Well, you pretty much already said that. Yeah, but just in case there's some loophole, we're covering them all with that statement right there. If that is going to be a gift, it must be one hundred percent free to the recipient. It can't be paid for. The moment it's paid for in any degree, it's no longer a gift. It can't be earned. The moment you do anything to earn it, it is no longer a gift. It cannot, uh, it has to be 100% free to the person receiving it. If it's not, it is no longer a gift. And if you call it a gift, that is a, what do they call that, misnomer? That, that, is, that is incorrect. A gift cannot be paid for. A gift cannot be earned. A gift is 100% free to the recipient. And fourthly, a gift requires nothing of me except I must receive it. And by the way, receiving it, much to the... Uh, well, I don't know. I had the right word to finish that sentence. So let me finish it this way. 
The hyper-Calvinist is foolish, stupid, wrong, and unscriptural by saying that receiving it is a work. There, nothing could be more unscriptural than, than that. And for those of you that don't know, what, no, he's mentioned these hyper-Calvinists. Who are they? In a week or two, I'm going to address it on a Sunday night, just once and for all, help you understand some things, and I think it will help you. But, but anyway, there's some people out there that just believe some wacky stuff about salvation. They've been around for 400 years, and uh, to some extent they've been around for about, oh, 1,600 years. But they haven't been around for 2,000 years because it's not what the Bible teaches. But anyway... They would tell you that even to receive the gift is a work. And that's baloney. No, because Jesus said, I'm sorry, it was, it was John who said, under inspiration of the Holy Spirit, as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. So believing, receiving, that, those are not works. The one thing that must be done by anybody who's going to receive a gift, is they must make the choice to take it. So, Brother Freddie, I want you to refuse it, okay? Uh, Brother Freddie, this is for you. No. Okay. So it's not his gift because he refused to receive it. Now, I may come back again and say, Brother Freddie, take it, and he refuses it again. It's not his gift until he receives it. So he can't pay for it. If he, if he pulls out $20 and said, oh, pastor, you shouldn't have done that. Let me give you $20. I can take the $20 and give this to him, but then it's no longer a gift. If I want this to be a gift, then I can take nothing for it. He can't work for it. He can do nothing. It, it has to be 100% free, but he's got to receive it. And that is a gift. By definition, that is a gift. Nothing, you can't pay for it. You can't earn it. It has to be 100% free, but the one thing you have to do is you have to receive it. That, friends, is a gift. And let's put it right back here where it goes. Let's go over here and talk about a reward for a little bit. This reward says, lost wallet, if found, please call. There's the number. And on the bottom it says, 100% reward. Now, the word reward is found a number of times in the Bible. Incidentally, the only time that the word reward and, and uh, grace are found in the same verse, and I lost my glasses, there we go, is in the text that we read, Romans chapter 4. And uh, it says, chapter 4, verse 4, To him that worketh is the reward not reckoned of grace, and grace is a synonym for gift. And I'll show you that in a second, chapter 5. To him that worketh is the reward not reckoned of grace, but of debt. That's the only place in the Bible where reward and grace are in the same verse, and it's saying that if you try to work for a gift, all you do is build a bigger debt. So the reward, why? Because reward and grace, reward and gift, they do not go together. Darkness, light, life, death, oil, water, they do not go together. Reward and, gi <laughs> reward and gift do not go together. A reward cannot be paid for. <laughs> 
A gift cannot be paid for. I got my foot fixed, now my brain won't work. A gift cannot be paid for. A gift cannot be earned. A gift must be 100% free to the recipient. But the one thing that the recipient has to do with a gift is receive it. That's the only thing. If it's a gift, no strings attached. Did you ever have somebody give you a gift and after you got it, you found out there was all these rules that went with it? And you say, man, that wasn't a gift. You're right, it wasn't a gift. This is for you. It's free, no strings attached. That's a gift. A reward, on the other hand, is very different. A reward, first of all, a reward always requires something of me. And if it doesn't require something of me, it's not a reward. It's a gift. A reward by definition always requires something of me. A reward must be earned. And a reward will not be received if I do not do what is required of me. So this one over here says, lost wallet, call this number, $100 reward. If you call that number and say, I didn't find your wallet, but I sure could use $100. <laughs> Are you going to get it? No. Have you ever found a wallet and there was no poster for it, but you just, you returned it, and you returned it with everything in it that was in it when you found it? And a couple hands went up, and then, oh, oh, not the second part, no, but anyway. Um, yeah, it's, it's a good feeling. We've, we've had that happen a few times. I was one time, we were driving the kids to school in Wallingford, I was, uh, I'd gotten off for gas at exit 15 in, in Southbury, and uh, I was getting back on the exit. It was around Christmas time, and it was, it was a Christmas where we just had nothing for, for presents. I mean, we just were at zero, and I'm getting on the highway, and there was a wallet on the shoulder, and I got off, and there was $180 cash inside the wallet, which when you have nothing to buy presents for your kids, $180, a lot of money. And uh, so I took it, and uh, I was just, Lord, it would be great if there was, like, no contact information inside this wallet. <sighs> but there was. <laughs> and I promise you, uh, there was a phone number there, and I, I called, I called the, the lady, and I'm thinking, and it was in, I'm not going to say the name of the town, but it was in a town where everybody in there can afford to lose $180, you know what I'm saying? And uh, so I'm thinking, I, hey, if it was me, you know, we, poor people, we always know what, the, what we would do if we were rich. If it was me, I'd say, keep the money, send me the wallet, right? And so I, I, I called the number. First thing she said, how'd you get this number? <laughs> it was in your wallet. I, I had already told her. You know, hey, I found your wallet. It was on the shoulder, exit 15, Southbury's on the side of the road. And, uh, I, and I want to send it back to you. And that was her first question. How'd you get this number? <laughs> I said, it was on a piece of paper inside the wallet that I found on the side of the road that I'm calling you to send it back to you. <laughs> and then she, like, came to her senses, and here's what she said. She said, oh, okay. So, well, if you wouldn't mind sending it to, to this address. And uh, she goes, and, uh, and I'm, I'm, ready, I'm ready for it, you know. 
keep the money. She said, uh, you can use some of that cash to pay for postage. <laughs> just, just to let her know how I felt, I paid for postage myself. So anyway, but yeah, we've had that we, a couple other times, and you've had it too, and it always feels good to do the right thing and return, return everything intact. And, uh, but you have to do something. There's something that's being asked of you there. You can't just call and say, I want a hundred bucks. I want it as a gift. No, it requires something of you. A reward is the exact opposite of a gift. A gift, by definition, can require nothing of you. A reward, by definition, always requires something of you. And even if someone uses the wrong description, even if somebody calls a reward a gift, it's still a reward. If you had to pay for it, work for it, earn it, do anything, if it required anything of you but to receive it, it's, it's still a reward, even if they call it a gift. And if somebody calls something a gift, if you had to do anything to get it, you can call it a, a, a gift all day long. It's still a reward. Did I just say the same thing twice? Because I'm confusing myself. Um, a gift is always a gift by definition, even if you call it something else. A reward is always a reward by definition, even if you call it something else. So let me show you something. Look at Romans chapter 5. In Romans chapter 5, there is some of the most... Uh, just such deep doctrinal writing, and you have to you have to ponder your way through it. I've preached a, I preached a whole message on it a year or so ago, where we walked through it and and explained a bunch of things. But you really need to meditate on. That. I tell you, I memorized this uh, chapter five when I was probably seventeen years old. It's one of the toughest passages I've ever tried to memorize because several verses in a row say basically the same thing only with a slight change just to hit it from a different angle or to bring out a different truth and to try to keep them straight. Boy, it just twisted my brain, but it's good stuff. But I want you to notice what it is. It is comparing the death brought by Adam with the life brought by Jesus Christ. And it, there's a number of words that are used to describe the life brought by Jesus Christ, but several times, I think five or six times total, it is called a gift. A gift. Let me stop here, and I'm probably jumping ahead and saying something that I was saving for later, but I think I need to stop here and say The biggest thing that this world misunderstands about heaven is that it is not a reward. It is a gift. Now think back through everything we said about a gift that you know is true. That if you have to pay for it, it's no longer a gift. By definition, it's no longer a gift. If you have to pay anything for heaven, it's not a gift. If you have to earn it, it's no longer a gift. And if you have to do anything to earn heaven, it's no longer a gift. It has to be 
free to the recipient in order to be a gift. And heaven has to be 100% free to the recipient in order to be a gift. And we said also the only thing that can be required of, of a gift, of somebody gets a gift, is that they receive it. And a gift can always be refused. And if you're going to take eternal life, you have to take the gift. All right? So let's look at Romans chapter 5 very quickly. We're not going to be much longer. We're, the message is almost over, to be honest with you. But don't, but don't miss this. Verse 15. But not as the offense, so also is the, say the next two words with me, ready? Free gift. Now, I'm a, I'm a redundance sheriff. If there's redundance in your speech, if, if we're close enough, I'm going to point it out to you and laugh. If we're not close, I'm going to point it out to whoever's next to me and laugh. But, uh, and I, it's, it's never, because I do it a lot. I, I use redundancies a lot. But, but I, I watch redundancies in my own speech, and I've watched. Free gift is redundant. But let me say, redundancy is not always a mistake. Sometimes redundancy is making a point, and when God is redundant, the Word of God is perfect. When God is redundant in the Scriptures, He's making a point. Just in case you don't understand the concept of gift, God says, let me make sure you know I'm talking about a free gift. God's not a shyster. A few weeks ago, I've, I bought something online. I forget what it was. And when I was finished, it says, take our survey and you'll get a $100 gift. And I, I, usually, I usually don't bite on those kind of things. But I said, okay, I want to see about this gift. I took their survey. I gave them good reviews, whatever it was. It was, uh, you know what it was? It was um, the Wilson's clock. That's what it was. I took the survey. It was a great experience. Here was my $100 gift. My $100 gift was you're going to get $100 worth of one year subscription. Now, by the way, it still wasn't a gift because I had to take the survey. It was a reward. But, okay, I can live with that. So, you're going to get a, a one year's worth of subscriptions, your choice of five magazines free. And um, so, I'm, yeah, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm got my guard up. And I picked out my magazines, and they were four of them were like, uh, uh, you know, Victorian uh, um, decorating. You didn't think I was going to say Victoria's Secret, did you? Victorian <laughs> decorating. Uh, I, four of them were like interior stuff for, for, for Amy. And uh, the fifth one was, was going to be Reader's Digest for me. So I was going to do four decorating magazines and, and one uh, Reader's Digest. And... Oh, well, this is free, but we need your, your credit card information. No. We're not going to bill it. So now I want to know why you need my credit card information. So I did read the small print. Click here to read the small print. I clicked there. This is good for one year. Next year, we will continue your subscription at the full rate unless you call to cancel. 
So I unclicked everything. I don't want any part of that just because you pulled that little shyster move. I don't trust you at all. I'm out of here. God is not a shyster. When God says gift, it's a gift. And just in case you're not clear about gift, he throws in that word free. Free gift. What Adam did by sinning was an offense that affected everybody, but what Jesus brought is a free gift. Salvation is a free gift. Heaven is a free gift. Eternal life is a free gift. You can't earn it. You can't pay for it. You can't do anything but receive it. But he's not done yet. Look at verse 16. And not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift. He's saying the gift is opposite of how it worked with Adam in this regard. For the judgment was by one to condemnation, but the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. Now, I've covered this before. We don't have time to go in depth there because there's a, there's a separate message in every one of these verses. But I just want you to see that when he talks about salvation, when he talks about forgiveness, when he talks about eternal life, he calls it a gift. You can't pay for it. You can't earn it. It doesn't matter how good you think you are. Your goodness will not get you the free gift. In fact, we read in Romans 4, 4, your goodness only gets you more debt. Look at verse number 17. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness. Verse 18. Therefore, and if you know what limited atonement is, this verse blows it out of the water. Therefore, as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men to condemnation, even so by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. Hey, Mr. Mr. Hyper-Calvinist limited atonement, you're not in here, but I'm talking to you anyway. The free gift of justification went to as many people as the condemnation went to. That's right. Amen. The free gift. Free gift. And we all know this verse. For by grace are you saved by faith. And that not of yourselves. The, 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 the faith doesn't even come from you. It comes from God. But by the way, God, Romans 12 says... Every man has the measure of faith. So the faith comes from God, but God has given the faith to every man to believe. But by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Now, I keep pointing at the reward poster like it's a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. It's just not how you get to heaven. But let me wrap it all up. No pun intended. Let me wrap it all up. If I could cause any uh, one thing to be known to the whole world, that the, the world, the, the unsaved world, people that are not saved, everybody in the world that doesn't know Jesus, that doesn't know for sure they're going to heaven, I would want them to know this one thing about getting to heaven. Getting to heaven 
is always only. Uh, only, that's not the word, but it is simply a free gift. No works involved in getting to heaven. No church attendance involved in getting to heaven. No being good involved. There's no helping people involved. There's no, it is, it is turning. That's what the word repentance mean. it means. Repentance literally means to think differently afterwards. So a great synonym is to turn in your mind and your heart, to turn from whatever your philosophy was about your sin and about God. You're turning from that, and you're receiving the gift. I'm going to use an illustration that I never thought I'd have an opportunity to use. But my favorite singer when I was younger was Waylon Jennings. And um, Waylon Jennings was just... He, he was he was the 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 leader in the seventies of the of the outlaw country movement, which was more than just a type. Uh, Waylon Jennings, for example, was so independent, and this adds to the illustration here. He was so independent, and he felt like, as an artist, I am not going to write songs and perform songs and record songs, and then have some guy in an office tell me what is what he's going to sell and what he's not going to sell. So he would not <clears throat> sign for a label that was going to cut out this song and this song and this song. So he created his own label. And that was a, that was a pretty renegade, bold move. He said, I'm not just going to be a rubber stamp performer. That's just an illustration of how independent he was. When he was older, he wouldn't go to most of the awards ceremonies for... for Musicians, because he felt like, this was his position, he felt like that musicians are artists. And artists should not compete with artists and should not receive awards. My work is what it is. I'm not saying these views are right. I'm showing you this is how independent he was. Before he died, they inducted him into the Country Music Hall of Fame, and he didn't show up for their ceremony. Because he didn't feel like it was appropriate for an artist, it just he was he was a, a renegade, independent, all this. He married a, a, a woman named Jessie Coulter. Jessie Coulter <clears throat> was the daughter of a Pentecostal preacher, and she was into the honky tonk movement and all that for years and. As she got older, as so many, so many times this happened, we, we listened this morning on the way here on the, on the Christian station to Loretta Lynn singing old camp meeting days. I'm like, wow, I just can't even. It was on the Christian uh, satellite station, but she's singing. They all have this, this uh, uh, attachment to their younger days growing up in church, and when they get older, they go back to it. But anyway, um, Jessie Coulter, as she got older, was trying to get her husband saved. And I didn't know this until just a few years ago. I saw this, uh, an interview of, of Jesse Coulter talking about her husband, Waylon Jennings. She said, she said, for years, I tried to get Waylon to trust Jesus as his Savior. And he wouldn't do it. And here's why he wouldn't do it. Because he said, everything that I've ever had in my life, I worked for it. Now, can I say... That is a legitimate principle of a real man. Everything I've ever had in my life, I worked for it. 
And here's his wife telling him, no, but this one you have to take as a gift. You can't work for it. And she said, it was just a short time before I died when I finally, through tears, convinced him. This is the one thing in your life you cannot earn. The only way to get it is to receive it as a gift. And she said, he finally broke down and received Jesus as his Savior. Which is one of my favorite interviews I've ever seen. But anyway, even though when we get to heaven... Our country fans aren't going to, our country heroes and all that aren't going to matter to us anymore. But um, that's exactly what I'm talking about. A gift cannot be earned. Okay? So if I could say one thing to the whole world about heaven that they don't seem to know, it's that heaven is a gift. You cannot earn it. You cannot pay for it. You cannot be good to get to heaven. It won't work. God says it is a free gift. But if I could say anything to every saved person in the world, it would be this. Once you receive the gift and heaven becomes your destination, now there is an abundance of rewards to be earned. You can't earn your way to heaven. But there's an awful lot that you can earn once you receive the gift and you're going to heaven. You can receive rewards that cause your eternal life to be of a much higher quality. Can I tell you, heaven is not going to be the same for all of us. Because if all you ever did was receive the gift, but you never earned any rewards, you'll be glad you didn't go to hell, and you will love heaven, but you will not enjoy the quality of heaven that somebody that gave, their, gave themselves to the will of God enjoyed. You hear people, and I heard stories this week, met people and heard people preach this week that have just been consumed with doing the will of God ever since they got saved. And I thought to myself, man, I'm, I want to sell out to God like they've sold out to God. I want to give everything to God like he has, like she has. Why? Because getting to heaven is a free gift, but the quality of heaven is a series of rewards. I hope you get that. that. That's the message today. We're, we're finished. We're going to pray in a second. But I hope you get that. If you don't know for sure today that you're going to heaven, I'm begging you to receive the gift. It's a gift. You cannot do anything to earn it. You simply receive Jesus Christ. If you know you're saved today, I beg you to give yourself to earning the rewards we can, I've preached many a message on how to earn rewards in heaven. And there's many ways. There's, the Bible has all kinds of things to say about how to earn rewards in heaven. But I want you to simply understand the concept. If you need to get to heaven, it's a gift. Once you receive that gift and you say, yeah, I know for sure I'm going to heaven. Okay, now you need to give your life. 
Jesus said, lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Can I show you one more verse before we pray? Romans chapter 6, verse number 23. Romans 6, 23. For the wages of sin is death. You know what's synonym for wages? Reward. The reward of sin, the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Do you know why you cannot earn heaven? Because you don't have the capacity to earn rewards because you're in sin. And all the good works that you do when you're in sin, all they do is add To your debt because the wages or the reward of sin is death. So when you're in sin and you say, I'm going to go to church so I can go to heaven. So you go to church so it will get you to heaven. And all it does is put you deeper in sin because the wages of sin is death. I'm going to help people. I'm going to work at the Sunday dinner so I can go to heaven. If you're not in Jesus Christ, all it does is put you deeper in sin. Until you say, Jesus... I'm going to get rid of my philosophies and my everything, and I receive the gift. The gift is Jesus Christ. I receive the gift. I take Jesus as my Savior. Simple as that. I take Jesus as my Savior. Now you have Jesus. Now guess what you can do? Now, through Jesus, you can earn rewards in the heaven that you're headed to. But you're not headed there because you work for it. You're headed there because you received the gift. Simplest concept in the world. Most of humanity is missing it. If you don't know Jesus today, you can only receive him as a gift. You can't work for him. You can't impress him. You can only receive him. If you've received him, if you know Jesus Christ as your Savior, I beg you, get busy. If you're busy, get busier. To earn eternal rewards that you will enjoy forever and ever and ever. Heavenly Father, I pray that you'd help us today. I pray if there's anyone here who has never received the gift of Jesus Christ, they've never gotten saved, I pray that they would do that today. I pray that they would make Jesus their Savior. And Lord, I pray for everyone here today who has taken Jesus as his or her Savior. I pray that we would get busy earning rewards in heaven that will be waiting for us when we get there for us to enjoy for eternity. And you encourage us to do that. And I pray that you'd help us, Lord, to embrace it and go after it. Heads bowed and eyes closed. We're a little bit on the early side. We'll be out in just a minute. But let me ask you, is there anyone here who has never received the free gift of eternal life? You have never taken Jesus as your Savior Getting saved is as simple as receiving the gift of Jesus Christ. A lot of people trip over just because they think it can't be that simple. It is that simple. You saw for yourself in the Bible, free gift, free gift, free gift, free gift. Is there anyone here this morning who say, Pastor, I have never received the free gift of eternal life, but I want to do that right now. Nobody's looking but me. Raise your hand. You say, I've never received Jesus Christ, but I want to receive him right now.
I see no hands. I hope that means everyone here knows that you have received the gift of Jesus Christ. So let's move on to the second part of what we talked about. Are you working daily to receive eternal rewards? Oh, I beg of you. This is so much bigger. Listen, life down here lasts at the most. We we would consider ourselves lucky to have lived a hundred years or more. We would say, wow, that that was really good. So let's say a good life down here lasts a hundred years. That's a long time, right? Not compared with a million years. Heaven is, when when we get to a million years in heaven, we just got started. Heaven is forever. And it's a new heaven and a new earth where there's no sorrow, no pain, no heartache. It's just good living. And you're going to want every reward, every treasure that you possibly can have when you get there. I wonder who'd say, I just want to to give myself again to the Lord. I want to lay up for myself treasures in heaven like Jesus said. I want to earn rewards in my heavenly home. I'm going to leave that between you and God. We're going to stand together. The piano's going to play. Let's all stand. The altar's open. You can pray at your seat.